Welcome to your favorite podcast, The Matcha Diary. Hosted by. <laughs> Fuck, oh. I don't remember. Fuck. I don't remember how it goes. It's been, it's been so long. With your hosts, hosted by. <laughs> I've forgotten. Kara and. Leo. Wait, wow, okay, we totally fucked up. <laughs> this just shows how long we haven't recorded in person. It's shocking. Or, in, or recorded at all. <laughs> yeah oh yeah i was like in person as if we're in person so now it's been like five months <laughs> like, we were talking about this earlier on the phone like me and carla she haven't seen each other in probably a month yeah leo sees leo sees her long distance boyfriend <laughs> more than she sees me <laughs> i do so that's where we're at i act i genuinely <laughs> do our relationship i see my boyfriend who lives in italy more <laughs> <laughs> like every Sorry. two three weeks and i see cara <laughs> every like month or two <laughs> i i don't know how it, yeah i wish i was exaggerating as well it's kind of embarrassing at least we, we call every week though yeah and we text every day for like several hours so i feel like it's fine yeah but not ideal but we've been talking about the fact that when i move it'll be a lot easier for Kara to come by mm-hmm. so hopefully we can do a lot more episodes in person like where we're actually in person which will be, I think, more fun to listen to. Hopefully. We just need to nail the audio quality and make sure it's fun. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I feel like, I hope you guys appreciate that our audio quality has improved. <laughs> just because a teeny Because there was bit. a couple of episodes where we got, like, roasted. properly... <laughs> yeah, we got roasted <laughs> like, by some listeners. I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. The quality was pretty They bad. were like, I mean, it was a good episode, but honestly, I had to stop listening because the audio quality was so bad. <laughs> It's like, right, do you want to slap me across the face? Might be easier. It's because the interviews are so... Because at that point, we were doing quite a few interviews, and it's really hard. Like, we haven't nailed the interview set up yet. No. Even though we... Like, theoretically, it makes sense, the way we've set it up. Like, it it should be the best (laughs) quality, but somehow, there's always a fuck up, (laughs) but we'll... We'll get there. It's fine. Point. We are working progress. We are. <laughs> but yeah, we have disappeared for a little while, which I think Leo explained anyways in her little solo episode. But we're back, stronger than ever, motivated, <laughs> ready to, to crack on with the podcast. Yeah, do you want to like use your highs and lows to give a bit of an update on where you've been? Of course. What you've been up to, my darling? Yeah, so my high was that I... Why did I say high like that? <laughs> my high was that I... I sounded like Vanessa Hudgens, you know, when she was, like, shit-talking coronavirus. And she's like, yeah, people are gonna <gasps> die. <laughs> I said that that way. Anyways, my high was that... That's not a good comparison. I spontaneously went to Jordan. It genuinely wasn't planned. Like, two weeks before going there, I messaged my parents being like, I'm homesick let's sort it out and then my dad literally the next day was like book off your time and then we'll sort out tickets and then I hopped on a plane <laughs> and then hopped on a plane but yeah I ended up going and spending some time with the parents and it was just me it was actually the first time that I spent like a long period of time with just well Ed's came with me too but as in without my sister's so I had a lot of like alone mom and dad time, which was nice, and saw some of the family. Aww. Had nice weather. I got to sit outside every morning. Basically, I, I had to work there for a week, and then I had a week off, 
um but i had to work uk hours so i actually started at 11 and finished at 7 30 which oh that's kind of a vibe honestly such a vibe because i i still woke up at 9 a.m every morning or like 8 30 yeah. and then i managed to have like two and a half hours in the garden and I was like tanning before work having my coffee uh, which is so nice it was draining though when it was like because I obviously don't finish at 5 30 exactly so it was like 8 30 and my dad's like I'm hungry I want dinner it's like I'm sorry (laughs) and then basically the day's over yeah I feel like the when I whenever I go to either Germany or Italy that is the perfect time zone Mm. because then I start work at 10 and it's 10 to 6 30 which really isn't that's ideal which means that yeah if I'm if I'm waking at like Eight. I have two whole hours before I start work. Yeah, I reckon that's... That's m- massive yeah, of time. Yeah, that's so ideal. But, yeah, that was that. And then I had a week off there, which was very nice. Um, Quite emo. Every time I go home, I never want to leave. I guess the low was, like, having to leave, to be honest. <laughs> mm. Because every time I, I go there, I just, like... I don't know. I was telling Leo this, that, like, as soon as I'm there, I instantly feel like a better person like inside Mm. and I don't know life maybe it's because of like the comfort of like being with your parents and like maybe that security aspect of things that everything's supposed to be okay when you're with your parents you know like that well in in, yeah in a good scenario um so as soon as I go there I'm like we're really lucky I think that we do feel that sense of comfort and like safety with our parents yeah which I I realize probably not everyone feels that way but yeah so I think just being there and then knowing that I had just like two weeks which go by so quickly like as soon as I got there it was already like okay you're going back um (laughs) literally but yeah so having to say goodbye and stuff is always so hard and then just coming back and then I'm like do I really want to and then you go through those like existential questions just like do I want to be here like why am I in the UK if it makes me so depressed like all you know you spiral into those things obviously being and me being pessimistic it's basically my personality trait at this point but I go into a little bit of a spiral until I just get out of it but that is my low I guess and that's my update that was a good little roundup yeah now I'm back working away the weather's hasn't been too bad which helps um just chilling haven't had a chance to see friends yet which is sad but it do be like that. Yeah, how have you felt being back? It's been okay. Apart from, like, missing home. I mean, to but... be honest, I I flew back on the Sunday. On Was it last Sunday? Yeah. And then straight into work. So I really hadn't didn't have any time to pro- to process anything. And work, work has been super busy anyways, so that was that. And then over the weekend, I just, I needed to relax, I think. Because I had, like, two weeks of yeah. being with the parents and, like everything so I just relaxed which wasn't too bad but I think I'm like over it now and I'm like okay you need to live your life do things and I'm going to Harry Styles concert next weekend god which I'm so people are gonna be jealous you're gonna have to post some co- make some tiktoks oh my god, I, I also <laughs> feel well I don't even have the tickets with me I need to get my sister to send them to me because I don't have she was basically supposed to go but then she ended up going to Canada for her placement so she was like do you want Harry Styles tickets I was like okay Oh, no way. That's how you yeah, got it. Yeah, they were hers. And she was like, I'm obviously not in the UK anymore. So do you want them? I obviously paid what her for it. But, uh, yeah, so it wasn't really a plan. And I also feel like a fake person because I haven't even listened to his new album yet. 
Have you? I listened to actually a couple songs today. I'm. Mm, this may be a controversial opinion. Ooh, controversial. I'm not a. Uh, I'm just like a bit unbothered by Harry Styles. <laughs> like I know that everyone is like so hype about him. Yeah. And his music. And I think he as a person seems super cool. Like I love his that energy he's so defying cool. gender stereotypes yeah. and he seems so himself and I think that's so cool. I think it's so important like for men growing up in this age and even like for women to, you know, for like kind of beauty standards to change. Yeah. And his music like, don't get me wrong, I think it's definitely like not bad at all. Like I think so, so many of his songs are such a vibe. But I'm just not like... <laughs> <laughs> you know like <laughs> that's yeah. quite interesting though because he used to be an x 1d girl so i'm surprised it hasn't i think this is you. why though okay for anybody who doesn't know like i was like a hardcore one direction fan like you know i was a member of a whatsapp group which was called the only true direction <laughs> when i was 16 why does that sound like a hate group <laughs> <laughs> no it was the biggest love group whenever you were like weren't on your phone for like an hour you'd have like 200 missed messages which were just about one direction like we genuinely only talked about one direction like i would like come back from school and then spend hours like watching their interviews talking to my (laughs) friends about them on phone calls that was genuinely my life for a couple years but my favorite was always niall so maybe Um. i have you know what yeah psychoanalyzing myself maybe (laughs) i just have you know, I always felt like Harry was always the most hyped one. So subconsciously you didn't want to hype. You wanted it to be different. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I, w- I like an underdog, you know? I don't like the person that's like, everyone loves him. And yeah. Like, he's, so I'm surprised you, you didn't know. like Louis more. Because it wasn't Louis like the least liked guy in the group. Yeah, but Louis... <laughs> Actually, you know what? I Okay, I don't want to put negative opinions out there of people on the internet. We're going to get... Uh, this is how we're going to get our first proper hate message. <laughs> <laughs> Shit talking One Direction. The Machadari's cancelled. Um, <laughs> I hope not. I'm going to the concert, okay? I have I have nothing against Louis and Liam, but I also just was not bothered about them, to be honest. Yeah. God, well, also, it, it's quite relevant considering the whole, like, Liam controversy that's happening at the moment. Have you seen... What? No. How do I know this and you don't know this? Basically, Liam <laughs> went on a Logan Paul podcast and he was... No. He was, like, shit talking. First of all, why? Clearly, like, you have problems. Why but he was shitting. Why would you do I that? Know. Okay, sorry. Because he wants to fight Justin Bieber, apparently, on in, like, a boxing ring. <laughs> oh, stop. But he was shit talking One Direction and he literally said that, like, the whole... The reason that the whole band came together was because uh, Simon Cal was like, don't worry, Liam, I'm gonna figure it out. Like, we're gonna get make you famous. And apparently he was the face of the group and they made the other guys around him. Which is absolute bullshit. <laughs> okay, the only way that I think that is true is if Simon said that to every single one of the guys. Yeah. Which I can imagine. Yeah. Because that'd be, like, good management, you know? So they all came into the group thinking, like, yeah, I'm gonna be the star of the show. So obviously they came onto the show wanting to be, like, individual little pop stars. <laughs> and then they were like, ugh, now I have to be part of a boy band. Yeah. yeah. No, it was very odd. And then it's like, oh, but don't worry. It's you. Really. You're the star it's, it's of the you. group. <laughs> You're gonna make it one day. I, I just don't understand why we'd go on Logan Paul's podcast. I'm sorry, like, Logan and Jake Paul are 
those people I have personally I'm not a big fan of cancel culture but for myself (laughs) I have cancelled them (laughs) I never like cared about them enough to cancel them if that makes sense I just I think they're I don't know they seem to have had a really sad childhood and that family seems really Mm. strange um but I just because I watched that documentary on Jake Paul and I don't know I just think they're like both seem there's really a reason stuck why, in their own yeah, why they are or the way they are yeah and a bit I don't know caught up in the rat race and like keep go- like going after the next the next <laughs> thing yeah. and very like egocentric and maybe have lost sight a little bit about of like what really matters yeah don't know obviously don't know them no just from the observations <laughs> but also Liam said that I love how I say Liam as if I know who he is Liam Payne also said that his song Strip That Down, is it? Strip That Down? That it like outnumbered all of the other songs and like it received the most plays and it's like, no, it didn't. <laughs> but like, why would he even talk about this? Clearly he's so insecure still. If he like feels the need to compare it. Yeah, that's what everyone's saying is like the fact that he has to go on a podcast and talk about it. Like every other member just like m- has moved on, but he's like stuck. Yeah, just like is doing their own thing. I just always think that like if you're speaking about other people or like com- like trying to pit, you know, others against, the, you know, like trying to make yourself look like you're better yeah. than them, then it's just because you're insecure about it, clearly. Because otherwise you could just talk about your own success. Yeah, and you're definitely. All right. Like, it's fine to talk about the band. Obviously, that's, like, a massive part of their history and what made them famous. So I think that's fine. Like, you shouldn't just, like, pretend that you weren't in One Direction. But, I don't know, it's just strange to then be shit-talking it all. And Yeah. Also, like, also just, like, shit-talking the other members. I think that's the worst bit. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. keep your thoughts... Pri- or, like, you know, be private. Like, keep your thoughts. Don't spread it around the world where, like, people are gonna twist your words and like put pit pit people against each other like there's no point like they, they he knew saying that that it was gonna get out there and like upset someone so what's the point yeah obviously <laughs> you don't go on a logan paul podcast say something on it yeah, i think facts. that's gonna stay private <laughs> preach anyways i don't know how we're <laughs> rambling on about this it's my fault i mentioned harry styles another <laughs> pop culture yeah. segment a little bit of gossip the tea of what's happening spilling the tea but yeah <laughs> Are you not, you genuinely don't have any highs or lows? You're not going to say anything? No, I literally had a whole episode dedicated to me. Okay, if you guys want to see how Leo's doing, listen to her most recent episode where she gave a little insight into how she's doing, her life updates, and her relationship. Mi relaciones. (laughs) Her little relaciones. (laughs) Mi relacion. (laughs) But yeah, so this episode is finally (laughs) part two. of the reacting to your friendship breakup stories and in the first episode the part one i guess let's call it of this we reacted to like the smaller snippets that yeah we basically asked on our instagram so we did like a question box and then also asked people to dm us if you had like longer stories yeah so this episode is the longer stories maybe we get a bit more juice a little bit more detail i'm excited we haven't listened we haven't listened god uh we haven't read (laughs) any of these 
So we also, in theory, wanted to combine it with like telling our own stories on like people that we've lived with because Cara has some juice to spill. But I actually don't know if we'll have time. No. No, we probably won't. Maybe another day. Maybe we'll do a part three. We, we can make a we can make a separate episode on it. Yeah. I reckon I need to like that will take time. That will take a lot of energy. And also I don't want to be upset before bed, so, <laughs> <laughs> so let's okay. talk about other people's drama and then maybe one day <laughs> we'll get into my Okay, own. well whenever we record in the morning. Yeah. Is that better? <laughs> then I'll so be upset about day. it all day. <laughs> Either way, I'm just going to be upset. So, Yay. Don't know why I'm cheering. Yay, Picard's upset. <laughs> <laughs> means we're going to get some good emotions on the podcast. You know, just think about the content. We just love authenticity. I can't speak. <laughs> Do you want to read the first one or should I read it? You can go read it. Oh my god, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I'm nervous now. I'm put on the spot. <laughs> right, so this says, My best friend stopped talking to me because I went on vacation with my parents twice a year and she said that I am rich, selfish bitch. I was 15, I think, and she was always so mad at me for my achievements or when something good happened in my life. I have never thought that she could be jealous, but it was it. I was so sad and thought that I did something bad and offended her, but in reality, there was no problem with me. I was just a kid who went on vacation with my family. I love the storytelling skills in this. You hit the nail on the head. (laughs) I'm so glad that, like, you know, hindsight is really everything of, like, you're able to look back and be like... God, yeah, there was nothing wrong with me. I did nothing wrong. Obviously, you did nothing wrong. It's not your fault if your parents... You know, you don't even... Like, I don't know your financial situation, but there's lots of families who aren't incredibly rich but save their money to take their family on holiday. Like, my grandparents were that. They had, like, five kids, no money, and would save all their money so they could, like, take their kids on on great trips because, like, that's what they valued. So it's just such a stupid assumption to make. And... Also, Katie why would she call jealousy? Why would she call you selfish? Like, yeah, that has you going and spending time with your parents. Like, that has nothing to do with being selfish. So, yeah, that's clearly, like jealousy one hundred and one. It is jealousy, which is sad. It, it's sad that she, she probably d- doesn't do that, and her parents probably, at least yeah. in that time, didn't take her on vacation. So she probably was a bit jealous. Not justifying the way she made you feel, but. Yeah, seems like it was bigger than that as well because she was talking about like even yeah. like when she achieved something good or like when anything good was happening in her life. I think I've mentioned this in a previous podcast, but I had a similar situation. I know. Well, as soon as I read it, I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> I, story time with Leo." <laughs> did I already say it in the last podcast? I feel like you have said it. I don't know if it was in the last episode, but at least you've told me this before that that yeah. was like one of your biggest friendship dramas, right? Is that that yeah. girl just like? made you feel so shit for no reason yeah and I remember I think it was also just jealousy and which like she admitted to me later on but obviously it doesn't do you much like in in it's nice to know in hindsight to be able to look back on it but in the moment obviously when you're like in that situation you can't see it so it just hurts yeah definitely right next one okay it was a breakup from one side brackets not me (laughs) haha 
I guess I wasn't good enough for my friend anymore, even though she told me that it's not about me. But with time, especially when we're teenagers, we grow up and find different interests or want other people who share with us, who share those interests with us. Um, she found another friend, but I took it lightheartedly. Yeah, like I cried and I went into self-doubt and self-hate episodes or that something was wrong with me, but I didn't make it obvious. And with time, I became more understanding to what happened. And we just can't be friends with people who aren't right for us anymore, even if there's nothing wrong with them. So yeah, that's it. Aw, she's so cute. She said, sorry if I wrote too much here. Also, your podcast is such warm company for me. I love you both so much. Blink. Stop! Oh, we stop it! I'm gonna. Is it too late to heart react to like to this now? No, no. <laughs> I might just. Re- I'll reply to her later, being like, "We just replied to the episode." That's so sweet. I mean, the message honestly, it's so sad. I feel like it's a very common experience, don't you think? Um, of course. And we talk about this all the time, right? Like growing up and realizing that the person that you're friends with, or used to be friends with, is not, is no longer right for you in that moment of time and it doesn't devalidate that friendship it just means that they're not you know yeah right for that person now and it's good that you like took it lightheartedly and i think that's such a wise way to handle it i think because most people will be like what the fuck why did that happen um yeah and obviously you you said that you've had self-doubt and like those little moments which are completely understandable but the fact that you became more understanding about it i think that's such a such a mature way to handle it you know and i think that yeah. it really says something about your character like that you're you know empathetic to the other person and i think that's really amazing isn't it sad though like how much also friendships impact us that they can literally like make us doubt ourselves so much and you know think we're not good enough or yeah which, I mean, I completely get, like, why you felt that way. Because I think it's a... I don't know, friendships are so important and you think that they're not going to end. And then when they do end in, like, seemingly out of the blue or, like, because then... And then they choose somebody else above you. In, like, quote-unquote above you. Um, that that can be so... That can be That's really, really tough to deal with. Especially at that age. So, yeah. I'm proud of you for, like, being able to look at it now and for, like, handling it the way you did. So, and you're definitely not alone in that experience. Like, yeah, I think so many people sure. went through that. Yeah, you're amazing. Right, next one. Yes. So, this says, My bestie suddenly was in a relationship with a boy who was in love with me for, like, five years. <laughs> she said that I was not in love with him, so she ga- she can give him a chance. I was good friends with that boy. They both then cut the friendship with me. But my real and true friends stayed with me and I'm grateful that I cut those toxic relationships to live my life now and just and be so fucking happy. Oh my god, interesting. It makes me so happy though that like I don't know, she's she's now so happy. That sounds so cute. And that friend sounds like a bit of a shit friend, to be honest. Yeah. But also at the same time, like I'm trying to think of me like me in that situation. If I if I never liked a guy and he liked liked me at some point, but then he stopped liking me and then he wanted to date my best friend, I wouldn't want to get in the way of that, to be honest. Because I never liked yeah. the guy, so why should I stop him and my friend from getting together if they genuinely have feelings for each other? When I never, never liked that guy. Does that make sense? That's also true. I feel like... But I'm also quite open with that sort of thing. Like, I have no problem 
if I don't have feelings for that person anymore and it wasn't that deep ever between us, I would have no problem with like my friends starting to date them or something like that. Yeah. I think it's all about like communication before, right? So like yeah. how did she approach it? Because if she just like approached you was like, oh, I'm so- I'm with him now. And then you like confronted, because yeah. it sounds like she just got into a relationship with a guy and then you confronted her about it. And she was like, well, you know, you were never in love with him. So I yeah. gave him a chance, which that is a dick move. So maybe you, maybe she didn't know how you actually felt in that situation. But it's even just like, even if I didn't know how the other person felt, I feel like the decent thing, even before you go on a date with that person, <laughs> like start properly messaging them is to like talk to your friend and be like, I know that like he used to like you. So maybe this is awkward, but I actually do really like him and I got the feeling that, you know, you're not that interested. So Yeah. You know, and I hope okay you understand. I kind of for it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that would be the right way to handle it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but also the fact that they cut you like you out of the friendship, like that's kind of savage to be honest. I feel like it was pro- okay, this is me guessing, but I feel like it was maybe initiated by her. Mm. And he's probably like, okay, so he used to be in love with you. So he's now probably like, oh, okay. Yeah, why would I talk Finally, to I'm in a relationship. To, like, yeah. And then That's a bit salty so maybe towards you because you never liked him back with like that clarity of like then not being in love with you anymore. And then he was like, okay, yeah, yeah. bye. But that's still sad for you, but also sounds like, you know, it all happens for a reason and you like found your true friends because of it. So, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and the we fact that, that you're happy you. and slaying now, that's all that matters. Yes. I've never used the word slaying in my life. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm so glad you're slaying now. <laughs> that's so not me. Oh my god. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ooh, this is a long one. Okay. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready to read. <laughs> okay, sorry by the way if I'm like reading it awkwardly, but this is Jenny like the first time we are reading the messages, so Yeah. Okay, so it says Hi. Hi. I, I, I'm not reading a non good way. Hi, I, 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 I. You know, like, I, you know I won a reading competition at high school. Oh my god, you told, I told me. I told you this before. Because you're such an icon. You went this on stage and you read in pod. front of everyone. Yeah. I, run a, I won the reading out loud competition at my school. <laughs> if that isn't the dorkiest thing you've ever yeah i was such a cool kid you just saying that you put a lot of pressure on yourself you better not fuck this up i know but this is what i mean like i'm really not reading this well (laughs) so i do apologize okay that says so i had a big friendship breakup at the end of high school she was my best friend i met her at the beginning of high school and we were inseparable like going on holidays together and seeing each other even during weekends talking 24 7 she started to move seats at school, not answer me when I talked to her, messaged her, and overall just ignore me. Mm. I felt super bad because I didn't know why, and I would be very, very anxious and stressed to go to school, just because I didn't know how she would act towards me. It lasted until school finished and summer holidays came. We didn't talk to each other at all. Back in September, we started uni, and she was in the same course as I was, but it was so big that we never saw each other. She messaged me, asking to meet up for coffee and to talk about it, which we did. But that was such a hurtful period of my life that we didn't become friends again. Oh my god. Oh. I think that's like maybe me being very curious like I want to know when you, you met up like if she ever had yeah. an explanation for why Yeah, did she you did ask that? her what's going on? Please respond. Yeah, yeah, please. I'll message you. <laughs> yeah. But that's so I mean like good for you if 
if I mean the fact that you agreed to meet up with her and then you realize that like it hurt you so much that you wouldn't even recover from it to the point where you can't be friends with that person I think it's it was good that you were honest you know and said like yeah boundary setting exactly because also if you like faked getting back friends with that person I don't like that's not a good situation to be in and I think it would hurt you more in the long run anyways so yeah and don't you feel like you'd be like I don't know maybe this is the wrong word but constantly like scared that like that person would ditch again or yeah i I mean it's a loss of trust isn't it and like after such a long time i feel like you can't like especially if you you don't know the person anymore i guess that's the thing it's even like in relationships whether it's friendship or romantic like trust is like the baseline of it and if you can't trust whether a person's gonna stick around like especially if it's like you were so so close and she didn't even have the decency to or like obviously i have no idea what was going on in her life like I feel like there's always something behind the scenes, you know? There was definitely something which caused her to act that way. But still, you know, it's... Yeah. No excuse for, like, how she treated you. That's the thing. I can never justify someone ghosting someone. Like, like yeah. it doesn't take that... Even if it's a little, like, I'm not in the right mindset right now. I'm so sorry. I have to do this. Like, you don't have to go into detail, but, like, at least give the person some decency that they can go to sleep without questioning every single thing that they did. And, yeah. like, wondering if they did something wrong. I think that's the cruelest thing. Well, I mean, there's so many more cruel things in the world. But that is such a cruel thing to do to yeah. someone else, I think. Ghosting is... I feel like especially, like, I don't know, if like in friendship terms, it's really out of order. I mean, it's also bad in dating. Okay, <laughs> at what point do you think dating and ghosting is acceptable? Oh, this is a good question. Um, I think it's accessi- accessible. Acceptable <laughs> when... Like, if you're on Tinder or, like, a dating app and mm. you you message, like, for one evening and then, like, let's say they message you the next day and you're, like, mm, wasn't feeling that. I think that's fine. Because it's, it's literally, like, one evening on Tinder and they were probably messaging, like, six girls at the same time. Yeah. Or six other people at the same time. So I don't think that's a big deal. But I think once you, like open up to that person and like get them to talk about things they probably wouldn't just share with a stranger then I think you owe them something what about you I think I agree I think dating up I feel like anything up to the point where you've actually met or arranged to meet it's fine (laughs) if it's on dating apps yeah like you're really not expecting anything then and yeah everyone is talking to so many people at that point and like swiping left and right like all the time yeah right so this person said i just listened to your episode on a on friendship breakups and i also have a mini story I was friends with this girl in in middle school and we stayed in touch when we went to different high schools, but lately, for almost a year really, she hasn't been replying to anyone's messages and I'm really sad about it, but mostly I'm worried because I know her mental health hasn't always been the best and I just want to know she's okay. Also, we always had common interests and I miss talking to her in general. Sometimes people just quietly leave your life and when you realize it hurts. It reminded me of this quote from Griffin McElroy. Sorry if I butchered that pronunciation. Fuck, I can't talk today. In the Adventure Zone podcast. Who says you can ever talk? 
<laughs> oh, oh, oh my heart that really hurt to be honest you stung me <laughs> anyways um it reminded me of this quote from the adventure zone podcast which i haven't yet listened to but i've seen the quote flying around online when someone leaves your life those exits are not made equal some are beautiful and poetic and satisfying others are abrupt and unfair but most are just unremarkable unintentional and clumsy Ooh, that is that's quite deep to be honest i mean i do think it's like obviously it's so shit if someone's going through their mental health issues and they like become distant and and stuff and i guess like obviously you're gonna want to care and reach out to make sure the person's okay but if they're not respond like I guess never make yourself feel guilty for like that person not responding and like it's not your job entirely to make sure that that person's okay so there's only so much that you can do and like I guess all you can do that in that situation is be understanding and like empathetic to the other person and realize that it's not a reflection of you and like that that person has their own journey that they need to take if that makes sense yeah it's really hard isn't it when it's like you know somebody's going through a bad time and you know that they're probably not going to be great at reaching out at that point but also you know especially I think the younger you are or even like at our age and I think at any age you obviously also have to like put your own mental health as a priority as well yeah at what point do you you know whether it's stop reaching out or because I feel like also people lash out when they're hurt sometimes and maybe aren't the best friends to you because you know they're just struggling mentally yeah I honestly don't know like how to deal with that sort of situation you know like what's kind of the best like I don't know what do you think when when you know that it's because somebody's struggling mentally and that's why they're kind of like distancing them themselves or whether it's like lashing out or behaving in any sort of way that like isn't um, kind of what you'd normally expect from a friend what do you do i mean i i don't think you should ever accept like shitty treatment because it's not like you weren't put on this earth to be a punching bag to someone else um so if it's like negativity i don't think that you should tolerate it but at the same time, I think, like, approach the situation with, like, respect and, like, I guess just telling the other person that, like, okay, I know you're not yourself in this moment of time. Because anxiety can really, like, fuck with someone or, like, mental health in general. And, yeah. like, it does change the person. Like, I know when I'm my most anxious self, like, I'm irritable, I i'm hard to be around i'm distracted like i'm distant so obviously i wouldn't want someone to judge me as a character because of the way i am when i'm in those moments i guess but also like communicating i whenever i am in those situations i try my best to communicate it to that to the people that are around me you know that like i know it's not okay and like if they want to distance themselves from me then i completely understand um which is i guess why people possibly become distant in general in those situations right because you're trying to not be a yeah, burden you know you're not being your best self yeah and so you don't you want to trouble of, someone else and like or like that. bring the the mood down or like bring somebody else down or yeah burden somebody else with your struggles 
Yeah, exactly. Um, but I guess I, I, if someone else was like distant from me, I'd just message them and be like, I know you're, I know you want your space and like, I'm going to give you that space, but know that I'm here. And like, if you ever want to talk or even not talk about it, just like talk about something else as a distraction, like that, uh, that's what I'm here for, you know? Yeah. What would so you do? So difficult as well. This is a completely different situation, but like, for example, if you can tell, or if you suspect that a friend might be struggling with like disordered eating, and then it's like how that's the thing no one preps you for how to handle that conversation because it's like i mean obviously you can speak to a friend about it but sometimes like directly confronting somebody about it won't actually help at all like that's that might like push them further away um yeah and, and confide in you yeah you never know how they're gonna take it you know yeah. like you might say it it whatever that you're trying to say in a specific way that they might be like oh my god it's working or you know like something that yeah exactly might fuel it even further which is my biggest fear actually i would never want to do that yeah i think you have to like maybe talk about it in general like as an idea like i feel like that's how i would approach approach it i'd like talk about how like maybe my own experience like oh i'm so glad that i'm in this space where like i can do Mm. this and like not make it about the other person but like subconsciously make them realize the healthiest way that they should be if that makes sense you're all about the subconscious manipulation aren't you (laughs) well that makes it sound bad (laughs) (laughs) no no i know what you mean i think it's a good idea to like try and talk about like your own personal experience in the sense of like making yourself vulnerable and then hopefully yeah creating a space where like the other person feels safe enough to open up as well and even if they don't, at that point, just, like, being, like, you know, if he, you're ever, if you ever want to talk, you know, then, you know, I'm also always here for you. Yeah, because I do, th- sorry, my microphone. Um, I do think that, like, if people are suffering from, like, dis- what, disordered eating, is that the word? Eating disorders. Um, and then they're surrounded by people that make comments that are, like, oh, I don't like the way I look, or, like, oh shouldn't eat that and stuff it like triggers them you know so they should i think if you notice that someone has those things and like try talk about it in the best light rather than like feeding into their toxic mindsets i guess but that also screams that you also need things like you also have things that you need to work on if that makes sense this reminds me of a post i saw on instagram i forgot what the account was called um but she made a post of like things that people say that like annoy her or trigger her and one of them was like oh I haven't eaten all day or I think it was like I don't know I don't know what else it was I think yeah it was also some things of like oh I do I look fat in this or you know comments like this that like I think women make all the time in like I mean even the fact that like we think it's I mean, I don't anymore. I don't think you do either. But, like, I remember people making comments of, like, oh, I haven't eaten all day. as almost like a weird, like, boasting thing, which is yeah. very, very strange. I mean, when you said that, I laughed because I, I do say that. I think I still say that sometimes. But it's genuinely because, like, I say that when I'm in the office and, like, I genuinely hadn't had time to make breakfast. And, like, it's my cue to be, like, let's go get lunch. I'm fucking starving. <laughs> oh, you know, I don't think we've ever spoken about this, but I remember at uni um I think you told kind of oh yeah maybe I did like I remember we were speaking about things and it was like I don't know 4 5 p.m and you'd only eaten like 
a granola bar or not even or something yeah and I obviously like I was at this point like definitely trying to recover myself and kind of like trying as in like trying to recover like my own unhealthy thought patterns so I like could recognize that that wasn't healthy for me to do but then at the same time there was definitely the sense of like oh maybe in a way like almost weird jealousy that like I couldn't that I wasn't eating that little isn't that so weird yeah but also like I was in that time period I was in my like most toxic state as well so like I wasn't like that obviously that's not healthy that's stupid what I was doing (laughs) but I remember also thinking the same of you like you used to come into the when we because we had a group project together and you used to come in with like your tea that you would like nurse <laughs> in your little greg's <laughs> cup and then you'd have like an apple and like a tiny packet of crisps and like in my head for some reason i think like that's all you've had that day <laughs> it's so fucked up isn't it like the fact that and, it's like, also isn't it so interesting that like we both remember what each other ate yeah it's really odd <laughs> well you used to cut you used to eat that every day like that was your go-to it was your little like hummus chips yeah, I had that or like the flapjack. And like a a green apple. Yeah, I ate the same things at uni for lunch like every single day. Even the same breakfast, to be honest. Which I think <laughs> I also read it's like, I think also makes sense for a lot of people who struggle with eating patterns because it's like safe. So like, you know, you know, I don't, I don't think I was, I wasn't really tracking yeah. calories at this point, but still like, you know, roughly kind of what realm of that it is and... So those were, like, this, the foods that I've yeah. deemed, like, safe and, like, okay for me to eat quantity-wise. Which, like, it is really messed up looking back because it definitely wasn't enough. And also, you know, just limiting mm. in the sense... So we were both quite That, toxic. like, that's... You know, I, I couldn't have, like, branched out from my, my like, everyday lunch routine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be honest, I, like, wouldn't eat, like, all that like all day until like four or five and then as soon as we'd go mm. home i'd like stuff my face so yeah, it wasn't like the... healthy at all so like you only saw the bit where i was like starving and then as soon as i went home i obviously had to eat i was thinking about this the other day so. i had that at uni way more like the binge restrict cycle because i think i was similar like i'd obviously eat way too little during the day and then at lunch i'd get like uh, not at lunch like in the night time when i'd like allow myself to eat i'd get like hunger cravings and like eat like a whole packet of granola mm. sort of thing well, that's literally, that's your body telling you, like, yeah. honey, <laughs> so, you're hungry. And it's interesting, because I was, like, reflecting on it, and now I don't get those cravings at night anymore, you know? I, like, have, like, enough food during the day, and I can, like, go to bed feeling, like, absolutely fine. I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense, because yeah. <laughs> it's, like, you know, I just wasn't feeding myself well enough, and you think... I don't know, you weirdly think you're, like, tricking your body into doing something there by, like, starving it during the day. And it's, like, you're really not. (laughs) All you're doing Mm. is, like, messing up your hunger cues, messing up your metabolism, fucking with your brain. Um, So, really not good overall. And, I mean, if anybody's listening to this and, like, any of these patterns seem familiar to them, then, like, please reach out to us because... Like, we've been talking about it now. Like, we've, we have been through this. Like, we... I feel like we can relate very much to, like, what those thoughts can be like and how it, like, feels like to be, like, almost trapped in those patterns, even if it doesn't feel that bad mm. to you, you know? Because I feel like it's so normalized nowadays. Like, I think for men and women to be going through, you know, to be kind of, like, engaging in those sorts of eating behaviors. And I'm just, like, 100% of the opinion that it's not right and it's not what we should be doing. Yeah. And, 
you know, nobody should have to, I feel like, feel that way about food. So. Mm. And, like, it's amazing to see how much growth, like, we have that we can sit and, like, laugh about it now, to be honest. Yeah. And it's honestly been because of the podcast. We've talked about this before, but I think it brought us so much further. So, which I think to me just shows, like, how much talking helps. Talking and opening up. Yeah. And just, like, having... I think the main thing for me is, like, the awareness. Because if you don't talk about it out loud, you really don't understand your thoughts. And, like, why you do things. Because you kind of, like, push it back, don't you? You don't even want to really think about it. Yeah. And you just, like, put it past you, I think. Whereas actually talking about it with a friend or someone it like helps you trace back like oh this is why i'm doing what i'm doing this is why yeah. i'm being unhealthy makes you like confront it a bit more otherwise yeah. it's really easy to be blind to things as well yeah i mean since we're on this topic i feel like because you and i wanted to talk about this on on a podcast anyways but it's i just want to say that like if anyone ever makes a comment about the way you look your weight literally any any comment on your appearance literally let it go in one ear and out the other because it's pointless like people people project their own insecurities onto other people and i don't know if it's a cultural thing or what it is but and like if it does get to you i think that's completely understandable because i think we're human and like we care about what people think of us and if anyone makes a comment obviously it's going to make us feel shit but I think just realizing and acknowledging that that person is saying it from their own insecurities rather than the way you look or anything like that then I think that can help yeah it always reflects more on them I feel like in general what like people say about other people always reflects more on them than about the yeah. person and just think like are they are they a good person if they feel like they can put someone down by talking neg- negatively about their appearance? It's a it's a bit like what, you know, Liam talking on Logan Paul's podcast, like <laughs> him bigging up, like himself up so much. <laughs> no, and, like, literally though. Talking down like the other people's achievements and success. It's clearly because he in some way feels like inferior or like insecure about his level of success versus the others. So... Mm. We're speaking about this because, I don't know, Cara, if you, you can tell me to cut this out if you want to. But basically, there was, like, some comments when, like, Cara went home. Yeah. Which happens every time. Like, let's caveat that it's happened, like, every single time that I've gone home for, like, the past six years. And it's almost something that I expect at this point. But it still hurts. Like, as much as I... Yeah. As soon, I, if I know I'm seeing that person or, like, seeing specific family members, I... And I know, like, before I see them, I'm like, I know they're going to make a comment. Like, kind of, like, mentally mentally prepping myself that that's going to happen still hurts. Like, as much as you can try prep yourself, I don't know what it is. It, it, it hurts. But. Yeah, it makes so much. I mean, it's only natural that it does hurt. Because it's from people that, like, you love and that are close yeah, to you. Yeah, they're your family. And that, <laughs> and that also, like, you can't avoid, you know? Like, you know you're going to see them. So it's like, yeah, you just have to, like, m- mentally build your resistance and then, like, go in, like shields up which is so so shitty to have to do but it's interesting like you saying that it's been like the past six years like think back to where you were what six years ago you were like 17 18 and it's happened every time you've gone home just shows it has nothing to do with actually how you look because (laughs) like we've all changed so much over the past couple years yeah so it's clearly just them making comments 
yeah because exactly what we were saying before right projecting their own insecurities and like things that they're looking out for in themselves that they're like picking apart other people for and I think also like what we were speaking about with one of like the girls scenarios that wrote in like jealousy you know like I think the people that are making comments are probably also jealous of like your youth the way you look all of that you know so yeah I think that probably also feeds into it. Mm. I was just, I was going to say, I have seen that as a pattern. I feel like people that, people judge those that they feel, I think, most threatened by. Mm. Yeah. That's what I've noticed. Not, not claiming that anyone's threatened by me, but. <laughs> hey. <laughs> but as in like the people that I guess, I've just found it like a general pattern in life. Like probably for me as well. Like I've done this before in the past. Like the the people that I've threatened are probably the people that like I feel not threatened. The people that I've judged the most are the people that I've probably felt most insecure when they're in a room, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's almost like you trying to tear them down, whether it's like behind their back or in front of them, is like to make yourself feel better and like to make yourself feel less inferior to them. Which I feel like we spoke about in in one of our episodes have we spoken about it i feel like in the comparison episode there was like something like psychological behind it like <laughs> we need to listen back i feel like we have to tear people down um that are like above like that we feel like are like superior to us yeah which we can see in the media all the time like especially female celebrities like being built up and then like tear down by the media mm. that's so true or even like putting women against pitting women against each other. I think it's such a common thing in media. Yeah. For absolutely no reason. Like um, like a segment of like who wore it better. Like what the fuck is the point of that? Have you seen those things before? No. It's literally like when people when celebrities go on the red carpet or whatever and they wear the same dress that someone's worn before, mm. they literally put like the pictures of the two women and it's like who wore it better. And then people vote and there's like a percentage. Like how toxic is that? <laughs> Yeah, I've actually never thought about how bad that is. Honestly, like, I feel so bad for celebrities. I can't imagine what that must do. There was an early 2000s reality TV show called Hot or Not. I don't know if you've heard of it, but I was watching a YouTube video about it. And the whole no. the whole premise of the show was that you show up and in three seconds, three judges that one is like a supermodel and like two random ass guys, they they literally press a button if you're hot or not. And then the second, what the fuck? If you're and then if you're not, you literally go home. If you if they say you're hot, then the next round is the bikini round, and then they judge you based on your face, your body, and then your sex appeal from like three seconds. Are you joking? I'm gonna. What the fuck is this show? We need to do a reaction episode to to <laughs> to that and like how toxic. But like the fact that that was what like eighteen years ago. That's actually so bad. And like they're brutal. They were like no criticisms are left behind and like. One of the guys was like, there's too much jiggle there. And the girl was literally stick thin. thin. So toxic. They can get in the bin. Bye-bye. Go in the bin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, can we start doing a segment? (laughs) We need to do a segment of things that Leo would put in a bin. (laughs) I would definitely want to see that, like, weekly. I want to know what you would put in the bin. That goes in the bin. (laughs) Reality TV shows where contestants are based on their looks go in the bin. In the bin. <laughs> Who wore it better goes in the bin. In the bin. We need to do that. Relatives oh my god. Making comments about other relatives' appearances go in the bin. In the bin. <laughs> Cara, what are you putting in the bin this week? 
<laughs> all of those things to be <laughs> what a good way to end right yeah what's something that you would put in a bin let us know <laughs> and mentally put it in the bin get rid of all that energy and anger yeah and yeah anything that's bothering you and just put it in the bin because like crunch it up like a piece of paper and then throw and it sh- shoot it into a bin. throw it in the bin and like watch it like fly and soar across the room <laughs> and then land in a bin like in a perfect little landing <laughs> don't know <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> i know what you mean i hope you did that i hope you scrunched up whatever is bothering you and it's now in the bin yeah now you can carry on with your day your evening yeah with positive energy we hope you're having a good time whatever you're doing right now yeah we hope we kept you good company for the past however many minutes we've now been talking (laughs) and we really hope that you'll come back next week (laughs) hee hee and we promise we'll be better with our weekly uploads we are aware that they've been a bit weird and like we've not had a consistent day and it's been a bit on and off but mm. we are back and we are vowing to be better. Maybe we should say a, a consistent day again. We will discuss. Yeah. Offline. We'll we'll um, talk and then let you guys know. But do please do be. like be patient with us cuz I mean I, I don't want to like I don't know. Like we are trying. I promise we're trying. Like we do have full-time yeah. jobs and we we do like the podcast does take so much time and also we're obviously doing the book club on the side of it now and we also want to have some personal lives as well so we we are trying to balance it and like we'll, we we will try our best but be patient with yeah, us yeah because also it's so important to us like i think for both of us we love the podcast so much yeah so we're just like trying to find good rhythms with it as long as you guys know that like we are trying and it's, it doesn't come from a place of, like, us not caring anymore. If anything, yeah. if anything, we care so much about it that, like, <laughs> we have so many ideas and then it just takes so long to try to execute everything the way that we want to execute it as well. So Too many ideas, too little time. Too many. Too many. But yeah, we hope you enjoyed too this Too little, little time <laughs> can also go in the bin. <laughs> in the bin. Not having enough time. Having full-time jobs in the bin. <laughs> That got Daphne goes in the bin. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but yeah, this ended up being like a friendship breakup episode plus body image rant. So <laughs> we hope you enjoyed plus it. Plus pop culture references. <laughs> Is it a Matcha Diaries episode if it if it doesn't have uh, random ass bits that have no relevance to the topic that we want? It has to, to be. About? It has to happen. <laughs> exactly. It's a staple. Um, okay, well, sending you lots of love and follow us on Instagram if you don't already. Yes. At the Matcha Diaries because mm-hmm. that's where we're like, well, that's where you find out like why we're not uploading if maybe we're a day late or like <laughs> what's what's happening with our episodes, what's going to be the next topic or, you know, submitting questions or anything like that. So yeah, definitely follow us on there and yeah, speak to you next week. Speak soon, guys. Bye. Bye.